Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Benty, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mosco. It was all a dream. I used to read What Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Then there's Mauer! Beep! You! That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I I have no complaints. (laughs) I know that's this is how we get Mauer off the show early. We just make him scream in the beginning and then he won't be able to argue with us by the end. (laughs) Wow. That's the master plan. You hear the gravel you hear the gravel in his voice on that. Wow. (laughs) It's going. (laughs) Um, it is Friday. Mm. But before we get started talking about the wonderful world of Wanda and Vision, known as WandaVision. I, I made a, a promise that I will keep to my niece and nephew. So, Lucas. Oh my God. It, wait, 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 wait. Is this an adorable Mauer moment? Yes. Lucas. Is that and what we're Kylie, getting? Don't tell your mom, but we're going to be cursing a little bit during this one. Shh. But yeah, wow. they, they love the show. I got a text as soon as they watched it. Hey, I watched WandaVision. So. If if those kids can enjoy it, everybody else should enjoy the damn show. Do you do you remember in Endgame when Tony's arc reactor was floating into the water and it said proof that Tony Stark has a heart? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just want to I just want to put issue five thirty nine. I think that's what this is five thirty nine. Yeah, five thirty nine. Five thirty nine. Yeah. Proof that Maurer has a heart. It only took five hundred and thirty nine. <laughs> now you little bastards better clean that toy room. <laughs> all right all right so the drought is over we have fresh marvel content it's uh it's been a long time coming and this it wasn't even the one we were supposed to get right away it was this was supposed to be the third i thought right wasn't it supposed to be falcon and the winter soldier loki and then this i don't know but i'm glad that this is first falcon was definitely first originally because yeah. i care more about this than the either of the other two it's funny because at the time we didn't. <laughs> at the time when they announced these, we went, WandaVision, what a dumb name. Until we found out that it was connected to Doctor Strange. Yes. That does change things a little bit because it does seem like the show that is the most connected to the broader universe. And I was like, oh, really? But I mean, you figure pandemic, you know, it's hard to film outside. <laughs> it's hard to film. <laughs> on, I mean, them being on a set for the vast majority of this is probably why they were able to finish and nobody else was. And there's not many people in any scene because it's based on TV sitcoms. So let's kick this off like everything else. A quick 30 seconds or less of what you thought, starting with Moshko. Ah, initial reaction. I thought I almost went into a Goldblum. 
as we were you know, talking about somebody <laughs> earlier. Um, went into it, uh, wasn't expecting a whole lot. Uh, that's kind of how I look at everything I watch. So um, quick blurb, enjoyed it, then realized how dense of material it is and how much is actually going on that, from what I'm seeing, no one is really realizing except for you know, the, the fan community. Um, so I'm interested to see the next episode and the next episode and how it all ties together. We'll talk more about it. Nice. <laughs> I like how Moshko, Moshko gave teases for the rest of the show in his <laughs> breakdown. Do you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, you go. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It's a very dark story in a pretty bubblegum wrapping. Uh, and I was a little scared because you guys had warned me that I might hate it going into it. So like when I pressed play, I was like, why might I hate this? Like I got really excited. Don't tell me I'm going to hate this. Uh, but I, every little detail and you guys know from like when I watch Joker, my brain just jumps into watching all the little details as they're on screen, uh, down to like, and we'll talk more like the missing the chair when he's walking in a la Dick Van Dyke and like all those little Easter eggs in there. Like this show truly was Easter eggs because it wasn't like, Hey, look, this thing right here, this is connected to that. You know, this is connected to that. Like you had to actually understand things and look at things closer to get the inside track on it. Uh, I, I don't think there is a better way to do what they're trying to do on a show. Like this really is the best way to handle this source material in an MCU way of kind of, blending things together and making it their own thing. But yeah, I loved it. Minty. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not going against the grain here. I absolutely loved it as well. I don't think that's as shocking as maybe Mauer liking things. Um, we kind of probably assumed I was going to like it. I don't, I don't think Minty anyone, likes everything. I don't <laughs> think we were going to fight that at all. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I loved the, the tone. I loved, uh, I loved the way they're adapting what I think they're adapting, which we can, I mean, going, taking a page from Moshko, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, I, I have a lot of theories and a lot of potential pain points, depending on how the MCU takes this versus how I think the comics would have take it. So I want to, that's really where I want to jump into is why I think the MCU might potentially let us down a little bit on this one. Well, let's talk yeah. about the elephant in the room and let's talk about what source material we think they're pulling from. Oh, I think it's a, a hodgepodge. I mean, it's I've, house of M hundred percent unquestionably house of M, but I also think it's the Wanda vision, Wanda envision story when they first got their, their own book. Was it the late seventies, early eighties? They got their own, I think. 85? I think so. so. They, and that's when we start, that's when she had kids, but out of magic. And then they never really explained it. And then later in Avengers books, we get a little bit more about how the demon that gives her her powers played a lot bigger role. And then that was also Mephisto. And it just, it, you can see all the pieces being set up if you're a longtime comic fan. Like I see the chessboard and things getting put into place. My biggest question is Wanda. I think Wanda has become so popular of a character that my original thought of she was going to turn into the villain might change because people really like her now. She could, this show could be her doing something bad and unrealized and not realizing it. Right. And then by the time we get to, uh, Dr. Strange's multiverse of madness, it's her trying to, it's a redemption story and 
like she has now, essentially. See, her... Go ahead. I don't think that because that's the MCU paint-by-numbers right now. They haven't given us a full heel turn in the MCU where the good guy has become the bad guy. So this is something new where we could see her go through all of this, um, lose the kids, go off the dark side, and truly be a villain, and then maybe later have that redemption story. But I think that she could be either dead or just gone by the end of the Doctor Strange 2. But I don't think she's going to be the goody, everybody loves her character, or even on the Avengers after that movie. I think we should say, I think it's probably fair to say a spoiler alert is, is, I mean, we might be a little late, but I know we don't know what's going to happen, but we know enough about the lore of Scarlet Witch that if you want to go into this blind, I'm about to, like, I, there's things I'm pretty sure, like 90% sure are going to happen that if you don't want to know, <laughs> you might want to wait. not liking the show right now. Listen, because this might give you something to look forward to. Absolutely. I think that's why this show is so divisive. Go ahead. As a, you know, a, a simple comic fan, you know, I, I'm aware of who is simple. Yeah. Or as we I'm say, aware. a shucky. <laughs> sure. I'm a shucky in this, in this realm. Um, so I'm familiar with Vision. I'm familiar with Scarlet Witch. I have a working background of the characters, but I don't know the intricate stories from over the years. So when I see this, you know, like you were saying earlier, Maurer, there are a lot of different things that are jumping out at me in the story, and and I want to look into that more. So you know, I spend a lot of time just researching things. Um, so I've you know discovered a lot of different side stories, um, how this ties in with the X Men, even potentially. You know, it's it's I'm excited to see how the rest of this unfolds. All right, well, let's start with the first thing. Oh, Menti, sorry. Well, it's all right. I just, going off of what Moshko just said, that's why I think this show is divisive. That's why I think you're mm-hmm. seeing mixed reviews because there are the comic fans or the soon to be comic fans, we'll call them, that watch a show like this are intrigued by what they're seeing. They go to YouTube, they watch the recap videos, they listen to podcasts like ours. They're intrigued enough to know more. And then there are those that just like the MCU because it's a great popcorn flick. They just want to watch and have some fun. They don't really care about nuance. They want to see big superhero battles. Then they turn on a show like this. Hey, I I made the mistake of not hitting the internet when Lost came out. And I think I was, you know, generally lost in the show, not kind of following a lot of these things. So I think it's, you know, it's beneficial for people to look this stuff up. And if if it's not laid out on a plate for some people and they, you know, they can't consume it, they can't digest it and they don't want to spend their time on it. It's, it's, that's what I was seeing mostly in a lot of the, uh, you know, different chat rooms and groups and stuff. So I agree. This movie is closer to Joker than it is to anything in the MCU. That makes sense. You know, makes sense. If this show is bingeable, if they just drop the whole thing, you wouldn't hear anyone complaining. No. Because we'll get we'll get all of those battles that they want. We're look, if, if this goes where I think it's gonna go, we're gonna get some pretty wild battles out of this. Um, but it, the two episodes that we saw, especially for younger kids who don't know Dick Van Dyke Bewitch, I Love Lucy, or I don't know, I Dream of Jeannie, then they're, they're gonna be like, What the hell did I just watch? Right. What was this? <laughs> 
So let's let's start with the first thing. The the show is going through different decades of television. The first two episodes were, uh, I believe, those were the two that were recorded in front of a real live studio audience, and their consultant was Dick Van Dyke himself, who knew nothing about the MCU. Yeah, nothing. Which is my favorite part. <laughs> um, and you got that if you were a fan of those shows. Uh, for us watching them on Nick at Night. Like it 100% had that feeling of nostalgia and warmth almost coming off of it of those shows. And if you are a listener and you haven't watched those classic sitcoms that were from a simpler time and is a good way just to kind of turn your brain off and have some, some dumb fun. Now on the same side of that, they use that almost to lull you into that and pepper so many little details into this. That's yeah, bait switch. Um, from the bewitched cartoon intro that you got with Easter egg upon Easter egg in there. And I just went back and watched it again for the third time. And it lays credit to um, my theory for the neighbor being the kind of linchpin of this entire show. Did you uh do you know who did all the music? No, who? The same people who did all the music for um uh, Let It Go uh Frozen. Really? It was the same group as the, that did all the music for Frozen. Did the intro songs because they're going to change it with e- with each new episode as each one goes through the different decades, the song will update and will change as well as the background music for like the fake ads and things like that. That was all done mm-hmm. by the same music team from Frozen. It's freaking awesome. So, I'd like to start off with The Neighbor. Agnes. Agatha? A- sorry. No, no, it's Agnes. It's, yeah, so I think it's Agatha but, Harkness. But is, it's Agatha. It's is Agatha. the neighbor. Um, and she's important because she was uh, Wanda's mentor, and she is the reason that Wanda had the kids. Now... And babysitter. <laughs> and babysitter. Now, the way that that comes apart and the way that all happens is tied to Mephisto. And the line that really tipped me off to start watching deeper into the show is when she said the devil's in the details and she goes, that's not the only place he is or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, well, first, first I think off, that was the second reference to him also. Um, and we never see we, Ralph. Where's well, Ralph? We also, we need to talk about Mephisto for a quick second. All right. For anybody who's new, if you're an MCU only person and you're, you're new to Marvel comics, Mephisto is is one of the many devils, but for the longest time was the devil. Uh, during the Comics Code Authority era, they weren't allowed to use the word devil. So when they made this character up, they named him Mephisto, but he was essentially what we would refer to as Satan. Like that's who he was. And then he, he slowly is, became unique. But he for is the, most the part, deal-making persona of the devil. You know, because mm-hmm. whenever you do, there's always different versions of the devil. Mephisto is 100% he's going to make deals just to mess with the the earth because he likes, you know, that monkey paw like, Oh, you're going to want this, but I'm going to take this back from you. Well, it's funny. I think they just, I think this was real recent and I forget what book I just saw this in, but, uh, we saw that hell, like the quote unquote hell, like Mephisto's realm and all isn't disconnected. Like we thought, like it was Mephisto's realm and hell is realm. Like they're, all of those are actually connected. um, that they and they're all powered by their different sections, but it's one. Think of it like Battle World almost, where 
it's uh, it's segmented into different areas controlled by different hell-esque characters like uh, i think it was was it no it wasn't i thought it was ghost rider because ghost rider is now king of hell but it wasn't a ghost rider book never mind i don't know remember where i saw it but it's the thing that's happening right now um but when you start with the neighbor agnes you can say they shortened the name from Agatha Harkness, took the AG, put the NES on it, and she became Agnes. But it leads towards the brooch she's wearing. Shout out yeah. to Frank for really being focused on that brooch and the three people with the sickle on it and the chant of For the Children. I have a feeling that this is all leading towards that storyline of Agnes slash Agatha helping bring the children forth to help bring the soul of Mephisto to earth to reunite him. And then in that process, killing the children. I agree. I, I think, I don't think they're going to kill the children. I think I, I would love to get the actual scene. It's not Mephisto. I forget that, that she's given her powers come from a different demon. I forget that demon's name, but she has a portion of his power, very similar to juggernaut having the portion of Sidorak. Um, Mephisto kind of man- manipulated that guy. But one of the craziest things you'll ever see is in, it was in an Avengers book where his arms are her children. So you just see them screaming and wailing. And as the pale comes down, you see the, the, he has like a weird, like Viking helmet on. He doesn't really look like a demon, but uh, that's who Mephisto is manipulating in order to get those kids because those were two parts of what was there five parts of his soul and two of them were the children or something like that. Well, they were parts Um, of Mephisto's soul. Right, and he was using, but it, but it was he used that guy to create the kids, yeah. which created the souls. But he was still part of that guy. I don't think I think they're gonna bypass that whole part. I think it'll just be Mephisto, and she'll be getting her powers from Mephisto. I think the MCU will just simplify that. Mephisto will be the main source of her power, which is also where Ghost Rider is probably gonna tie into her later on. I think because I mean, look what they did with the Infinity Stones. I don't see them talking about multiple. Uh, Mephisto-esque characters in this story. I feel like they'll just give it to Mephisto and that'll be that. Yeah, and uh, rather than using, what was it, the uh, High Evolutionary or whatever as part of it, and I think us seeing, I think her kids are going to die because I think that's going to be her turning point. But her kids were never really alive. Like, these aren't the same kids as Speed and um, Well, no, her kids were alive. And they died when the soul got put back together into Mephisto. uh, Wiccan and Speed were the reincarnations of her kids. So, but, but again, they became that man's arms. Like he, they weren't really ever real. They were magic. Like, cause it was her ability. Like, for example, in the Avengers books, Agatha Harkness talked about this a few times where if she was fighting and she had to put all of her concentration into the fight, her kids would disappear because they didn't really exist. It was just in her mind. Like she made them real using the, the power of Mephisto, essentially. Right. But she on, they were only around when she was around. So they were really just a figment of her imagination. And then Agatha Harkness, once, uh, once uh, Mephisto was like in the world again, once Mephisto got his soul back and he was back together, when they beat him, they wiped her mind which is where I think this is going to go. I don't think Agnes is going to wipe her mind because I think that's how it's going to play into Doctor Strange 2. Um, but they, those kids aren't really... like When she's all of a sudden pregnant, I really think uh, in the, ep- the end of episode 2, I think that was really just... They kept saying, for the children, for the children, for the children, so she would be comfortable and okay with the fact that she's now pregnant. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't 
I, I think she's just being manipulated. I think her own powers are being manipulated into making this reality so that she indeed controls. Let's talk about that. The what's going on with her. I think she created this world. Absolutely. But I think somebody else is controlling her and the the voices are you uh, an Avengers or sword being like, wait, something else is controlling her like they're fighting to keep her okay and somebody it's outside forces fighting to take control or save whatever world that she's created in her head and i think that's what we keep seeing crack through i don't think she just created in her head i think this is how i think this all plays out i think when she was a child she watched old card old tv shows which is why she sees what a family life is like right her parents die um, and she, she had that, the missile, uh, the Stark missile and she had to watch it. So she never the really toaster. knew, uh, uh, sure. She never really knew a happy life, but all she can reference as a happy life is all these old, uh, these old TV shows. I think she's creating the world like house of M, but Mephisto is making this bubble around the town that she's in. Because if we remember the trailer, there's a barrier that they come in and out of like that we've seen, you can see in the trailer. Right. So I think Mephisto is keeping everybody out. And I think sword saw it. The shield's still kind of gone for the most part at this point. You know what I mean? Like there's not really shield shield as we've known it. Um, it's so sword is probably the next big thing. And sword is watching this bubble around this town. A la um, guardians of the galaxy Two. Remember guardians of the galaxy Two with the yeah. big thing. Like they probably are. I bet you wouldn't even surprise me if they referenced the guardian of the galaxy Two event where that big bubble shows up and they're like, we got to watch this thing because the last time a bubble like that showed up, it wiped out of town. Where and I now this town's going missing. All of this is Tahiti. What was that? I think the it's a combination of Wanda's powers and swore, uh, sword, <laughs> uh, using. That's so sad. Using it's the first time I've heard that, and I'm like, it's sad. <laughs> um, using the Tahiti program, which if you watched Agents of Shield, is kind of where they sent, you know, our our Phil Coulson to live in this augmented reality to heal. So I think the the world is a combination of Wanda's powers and Tahiti. So she's in there, but she's also manifesting her own mm-hmm. reality that she's living in. Because I have and a feeling something we're... happened. They used Tahiti to try and help her, but she then went crazy with it, and that's now creating this this even p- more powerful world. Because yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Tahiti just because of the barriers. And we also know that uh, Monica Rambeau is in this, and there's rumor that the the one the real bitchy um, lady in the second episode mm-hmm. that like controls that group Emma is Emma Caulfield um, from Buffy. What's up, Buff? Yeah, from Buffy. Oh, I don't know. She was the bitchy lady. Um, but there's rumor that she's Clea, which ties directly into Doctor Strange. That's another sorcerer. Um, so. If these people are being manipulated in real life, like, because remember, they, they all snap out of it. Like, I think she's literally in a town and just warping that town to be what she believes is a happy life, just like House of M, where she gives everybody what they believe is a happy life. I think she's just doing it to herself. And I think she's saying, okay, a happy life looks like this. So I want, I want, you're going to be my, my nosy neighbor who's, you know, quirky and has a lot of fun one liners. You're going to be the bitchy neighbor. She's, she's inadvertently creating this world to give herself that happy life that she saw as a child. But she needs a husband. So she brings back vision, which is why he can't remember anything because he was dead not too long ago. Yeah. And she, she brings him back, which brings a pretty, pretty big question. What the hell's in his head? Because, Steve took the soul, the, the mind stone back. So where did he take it? 
I so think, if the mind's, I don't think it's the mind stone in his head. Right. That's a great question. So the what's in his head? Is it like the remember was it the sun gem or something in uh, I think the actual it's just gem in his a head? Gem. I think they're going to say that she was able to finish what uh, Shuri almost completed. Like she was just able to rewire him to work without it. Remember they they said there was a way to leave enough of him in there to take it out. I think she just fixed that. Like she can change whatever she wants. That's just there, but her image of him has that in his head, so she's going to leave it. Well, I mean, it's still one of his major weapons is shoot that beam out of his face. So I feel like it's got to be something. We'll see. I am uh, more interested in the commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. Which one? Both of them. Because I think it's a big clue that she is actually in a facility. And here's why. I think... The, the beeps, one of two things. It's her remembering the bomb that went off because that beep got turned red. It was the only color you saw. Or it could be referencing a machine around here that they're using to monitor her. But why would Monica Rambeau be in her head? Who knows? We haven't gotten that's there what yet. I, that's, why I think, that's why I don't think it's a facility. That's why well, I think wouldn't it's a Monica town. Rambeau just... be on the spaceship? Isn't she no, tied Ma- with Captain Marvel now? No. She, this, I, she has a, she's not Spectrum yet. She's not? No, no, she's just a person. She hell, she's not even Monica Rambeau. She's Guinevere or Guinevere. <laughs> but the the second one is Wolfgang, uh, von whatever Strucker. 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 If you remember, Wolfgang von Strucker was the original creator of uh, AIM. Well, and he's also the the person who gave them powers and as miracles in yep. Age of Ultron. I have a feeling Ultron killed him off screen. There is a chance in my mind that he actually becomes the MCU's version of MODOK. Oh. I've heard this. I read this one somewhere too. Yeah. That's it. That's interesting. So I was I'm texting not, with baby Huey you, the other day and I think that when he died from Ultron, somehow he got absorbed into the internet and he is connected through things. So you, the beekeeper, in my opinion, was an AIM agent because they look like freaking beekeepers. And I think them seeing the Von Strucker, him being tied to her powers, it would make sense for us to get MODOK, which they've talked about coming to the MCU. And that gives them a MCU way of tying him into the universe of already being existing, tying it to a comic where he did start AIM, and giving us a new villain. But he... You you think he started AIM even though Iron Man three shows um, Iron Man three just he he has an AIM shirt for Christ's sake he's part of a mechanics. group that was AIM he never mm-hmm. said who started it and we also never saw what happened to them after he was killed so you think Baron von Strucker got that nerdy dude and sat in a think tank with him that's what AIM originally was it was part of it was a bunch of smart guys. I think they... Sure, it, comic-wise, but um, we're talking movies now. In yes, the movie, I think you, to take over the world... Really he infiltr- smart guys. He infiltrated the world like Hydra did. Mm-hmm. So what makes sense for you to get some evil plans than to have a think group give you the best technology in the world? I mean, it's possible. I, I just feel like all of that with Mephisto on top is so convoluted. I don't know. This, this is just a lot now. I feel like you're going to lose. You're over. It feels like the story is being overwritten at this point. But that especially if we're trying to, to tie, tie it into the mul- like all of that doesn't tie into the multiverse of madness. That's just all extra stuff. Mephisto, hundred percent does. But I feel this this show is going to split into two. 
It's going to be the things that impacts Doctor Strange, but you need a physical common threat to be the day-to-day bad guy. And Which I think, you can get in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think like, we don't know who are they? Who are those villains? We don't with the face with the hand on the face. I have who are fe- they? I have a feeling we're going to get aim and Modoc being pulling the strings behind it. I, I can see Modoc, but I still don't think he's in this show. I mean, with Modoc's cartoon still a thing, you know what I mean? With I his animated, did it get canceled? Cause they, they showed it at com or was it comic-con? When did they show it? They showed the, the clips from it. We'll see. With Pat Oswald uh, over quarantine. We got, we got the clips from that. I, Every, that, I think everything else besides everything his else got canceled because he was so far along. Um, but I, it might be canceled. I don't. I thought that was still going on because again, there was a panel for it. Um, but regardless, it just seems like a lot for. I mean, how many episodes is this? Eight, nine, nine, nine. And I believe what they get a little bit longer soon. They're only twenty minutes now because of the sitcoms length. Apparently, they they might stretch in time later on. So you might get 45 minute episodes. Who knows? They, I don't remember them saying that they were going to change the episode length as well. Well, here's, here's the crazy thing about this show. All of these theories could absolutely be true. And with the fact that we just went on with about three different plausible theories and we've been talking with this kind of gusto, it shows it's a good show. <laughs> like, like I, you can't argue that this is a good show to me because of all of this. But I feel like if knowing this makes it a good show, you know what I mean? Right. Knowing Mephisto and knowing this makes it so much more in- intriguing. Go ahead, Mashko. Uh, so I'm looking here. Modoc is actually scheduled to be released in early 2021. So it's not even out yet. So it was announced back in 2019. But I it's think. still a thing. It's not canceled. It, no, okay, it's, cool. it's, it's saying it's going to be released soon. Um, it, it, now they released like three clips from it. It doesn't look that good. I'm now, not. I'm not that it, excited for it. But was it pushed due to a certain company saying, "Hey, can you push this off a little bit before something else comes out?" So there's well, some type I, of. I just think it was too far along. I think. I think they were. Remember, they were. What were they called? The Revet. The the. Uh, it was Howard the Duck. It was Modoc, it was Tigra and Dazzler, right? Didn't they weren't they as the two getting the show together? Uh, and somebody else, and they were gonna become the offenders. That's right. Because Hulu was gonna get their all their adult themed cartoons that were all gonna come together and become the offenders. That was the goal. So you had the defenders on Netflix, and then Hulu was getting the offenders, and then Disney Plus came out and they threw wrenches in everybody's gears. But I think I think Patton Oswald's Modoc was just so far along. That they were like, all right, we can't, we can cancel everything else, but we can't cancel that. Like, uh, prime example, uh, Hellstrom and uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider canceled. Hellstrom was too far along, and then it got canceled. And then it got canceled. Well, yeah, nobody watched it. <laughs> so let's rapid fire some of the Easter eggs from it. Oh, Oof, so man, there's so we'll many be of here them. for hours. So we've got the twenty eight hundred, which more than likely is just an homage to the six one six number that Vision's house was in his book. See, I think 2800 is issue 280 of the Avengers where Jarvis almost died and comes back, which is what Vision did, being how Vision was Jarvis in the MCU. It could could potentially be her room that she's in within the facility. Something to think about. Um, We got this. I think that one, I think that one we'll find out down the road, but there are specific numbers that show up that are for, you know, homages. We got the sword logo on the helicopter. Painted in the Iron Man colors. Mm-hmm. 
And for anybody who doesn't know swords, since we brought them up like five times. Space they, shield. They're space shield. We saw them at the end of, of er, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Now, here's here's the difference. So in the books, it's uh, what Sentinel or Jesus sentient sentient worlds of something, something, something in the show. It's sentient weapons. So this is not a space bait. Well, it may still be, um, but on one of the uh, agents jackets or shirt. Yeah, it, it, it actually said weapons on it. Um, so that may make a little bit of a difference. We've got Grim Reaper's head. Which is a tie to the vision book, which is feel like if there's going to be a season two, it's going to be that vision book. Um, and the, if you're looking for that in the second episode, the bewitched thing, when he's going through the floor, you see the Grim Reaper's helmet there to the left of him. Which is because his wife, who is a fake version of vision, buried him in the backyard. <laughs> But such a brutal book, man. I love Which that is book. why there's bones around that head thing, too. I love that it's book so neat. much. What else do we have as an Easter egg? Well, we've got, like I said, the Dick Van Dyke homage of him almost tripping over the Ottoman like Dick Van Dyke did in his show. Mm-hmm. The, uh, um, the one that I found most interesting was the wine that was served at the dinner uh, was Maison du Mipri for all my French friends out there, um, which actually translates to House of... Uh, or means house of contempt or scorn or house of M. Yeah. Um, wasn't, um, wasn't glamor and illusion. They were, they were they friends were, of theirs. Yeah. But they were like, they were like nobody throwaway characters. Weren't they so they like, were around for years and years and years. They actually were magicians that used their powers to do the tricks, but they were around with the kids. They, I think they were at the wedding. Um, they were re- right, but they were like, they were like, you know the super friends to spider-man yeah but they were i mean (laughs) they had a pretty long history in the comics and they appeared multiple multiple times so it wasn't like they popped up once and went away they they had a pretty tight relationship with wanda and vision um what else i know the costumes were throwbacks to the shows and they uh were very similar to specific episodes of uh dick van dyke show and bewitched did you yep. did you see the supermarket ad for Bova milk? Yes, for the I, I cow, and then Auntie Agnes or Auntie Agatha, the kitty litter. Yeah, yeah. Can can I can I bring up? This isn't an Easter egg, but one of my all time favorite things of this show, sure, um, was the sound design on any time reality started breaking. So it was funny actually watching the surround sound box in my living room so i watched it i watched all yes i watched both <laughs> episodes three times and the second time i didn't know about this because uh, I, I didn't recognize it at first a buddy of mine hit me up it was like you dude you watch that and, w- and watch your your um the box and it went from surround sound 5.1 from surround sound back to stereo 5.1 surround sound back to stereo throughout <laughs> the episode anytime reality started to shift so like when the dude was choking surround sound picks back up and you hear the ticks of the clock around the room again or when the radio started going in the second episode sound opened back up it started to fill the room differently it was that said the sound design to that was gorgeous so it's funny i didn't look at it until after i just installed the dolby atmos and got all new speakers for my house so my surround sound is really dialed in right now. So I'm watching it all of a sudden, like I'm hearing the ticking. I'm like, 
And then the next episode, or I heard something behind me. I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. Next episode, I paid a little bit more attention. I'm like, wait a minute. They're changing what's going on. I mean, they're paying attention to the smallest details to give you clues into everything. This is not the show of just, I'm going to watch it and it's going to be in front of me. And like, you're going to get your payoff at the end if you watch everything. But if well, you, I think that it, it lends credence to uh, Mephisto being the the I, I'm going to call brains because I don't think he's the power behind it. I think it's I still think it's Wanda doing everything. I just think Mephisto is manipulating her and she doesn't realize she's in control. Like she sna- when she snaps out of it, like when she says Vision, help him. That's when you see she's in control because Vision wasn't doing a damn thing. I mean, scared old Vision who's hiding under the covers is not the Vision we know. I think uh, and, she was killing that guy. Yes, absolutely. I 100% uh, think she was killing that guy and vision in her mind is the good part of her. Either that or Mephisto did because she, he, she, people, people, he's not holding control too well of people or even, or she's not because I, think, I think he's working through Agnes. So his powers are strong or Ralph <laughs> or she's yeah. just straight up Ralph. Uh, but, but, but it's, but it's safe to say that he's not controlling her. I don't think she, I don't, I think he is to a degree, but she is still more in control. She just doesn't realize it because she's been manipulated. So I think it, it's like Jessica Jones. I think it's Jessica Jones and the purple man. You know what I mean? Like she, she doesn't realize she's in control. I think it's Captain Marvel. She doesn't realize she's in control. I, and, and she still doesn't, but she snaps reality back when she wants and then things reset. So like uh, Monica Rambeau started coming out of it. Like, I don't know why I'm here. Um, Clea, if that's who it is, didn't realize she starts coming out of it. Um, and then all of a sudden, Wanda's not the one reason they snap back. Like all of a sudden, you notice like they they change on their own. I think I think Mephisto is keeping this reality around her. I think she made the reality, and he's keeping it real to manipulate her to have kids to come into the real world. That's why I don't know if she's the bad guy. Right. I don't so, think she's going to go bad. So with the the dinner and the man choking, and you know, prior to his choking, you you can see her. She does a really long pause in her blinking when she does it. And then he starts choking. So did you watch the trailer recently for episode three? No, just the the trailer trailer in general. general. Just I have not revisit the trailer because in a, in a future episode from the trailer, we see Agnes Agnes Mm -hmm. break as well going, I don't know where I am. And I think when he's saying, why are you here? Why are you here? He's not talking about their story anymore. He's talking about how these two people are manipulating the town that he lives in. I think they're, I think they're all held prison to a reality that they cannot control, that they're slightly breaking from from time to time. Because when, when Vision looks at her later on, and she has no idea who he is uh, in future episodes, uh, is because she's not really in control. Because she already broke. We saw it in the trailer. So my point is, is that I, I still think Mephisto is the major villain behind this, and she's going to unwittingly let him out, let him loose on the world, which is going to tie into Doctor Strange and how we get Ghost Rider, but she's still a hero. That's my, my fear. I want, I, don't get me wrong, I want Dark Wanda. I want her redemption story to come down the line. Uh, but I, th- I don't think the MCU is, gonna, is willing to do that because they still have her under contract for a while and people really like her. Well, I, I think this, the only way for them to answer the... Uh, people that are saying they're having MCU burnout or it's the same formula over and over again. They're starting with giving a show that you have to think to watch. And if they make her a ongoing bad guy, 
no one would see that coming as a Shucky fan, and she still could appear in everything. Well, because she could also become a villain for the X-Men, which would be amazing. Like right. that's why I want her to stay a villain until the X Men. So there's always this harsh reality between the Avengers and the X Men to give us an AVX down the line where she can be the catalyst of that story. That's if, what I want. If if wrestling has taught us anything, it's you know everybody loved Hogan when he was a face, and everybody loved Hogan when he was a heel. So this could very well be the same thing. Truth, true, um, true, true, true. We might have to do more Wandavision reviews. As we go, well, maybe we, shorter. Unquestionably, we look. We if we did it for Mandalorian, we're doing it for Wandavision. Um, I think let's do it every every couple episodes, though. Let's not do it like when Mando. We damn near did it every week. <laughs> uh, but show. this show's great. They're doing a good job of blending uh, the MCU verse with the comic verse. They're keeping fans of both guessing, which is hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the fact that we just talk for forty minutes straight. And I don't think either any of us are confirmed. Like, I don't truly believe Maurer. Maurer doesn't truly believe me. And God only knows where Moshko is on this. <laughs> We've just scratched the surface on this one. There's so much more. But I can't wait for Friday or mm-hmm. today. So when you're <laughs> listening to this, we're watching the new episode. Um, in a, a week or two, we'll give you all of our theories. Well, but- we'll, give, we'll give our thoughts on, let's give our thoughts on Wednesday. We'll give you our thoughts on Wednesday. But we on, just won't go too deep into it. On that note, Menti, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And we, as always, appreciate the support. So uh, commenting, liking, rating, subscribing, all of that stuff, as you've heard from a million online personalities, goes a long way, and we truly appreciate it. Uh, once again, I'm Menti. And on Moshko, you can find me at uh, MoshkoCollectibles.com for all your collecting needs, as well as social media at, at Moshko. And I'm all over the Fireside boards, groups, everything. So, And as always, yeah. I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the iHeartRadio podcast app. Eh. No? <laughs> the no. first one. I mean, it, it, it's going to get there. Look, that was number two. It's number two. Like if by 20, it's still a little, eh, okay, we got to think about something else. Number, but number two is always better than number one, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> Deuces. Exactly. 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 Oh, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, deuces. <laughs>